Welcome to a special Father's Day edition of the QC Wrestle Podcast. We've got a pair of very special guests today, Pete and Danny Bush. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Welcome to a special Father's Day edition of the QCA Wrestle Podcast. We have some really special guests with us today. Um, we have Pete Bush and Danny Bush. Pete was a 1979 state champion, the first state champ at Davenport Assumption High School. Pete went on to University of Iowa. He was a three-time Big Ten champ, and in 1982, he was a national champion. Since then, he's uh, done an awful lot. Uh, at Davenport Assumption, Pete uh, really has made history at, uh, as a uh, build, helping build that team into a real powerhouse. Um, multiple dual and team traditional titles there. Um, Danny uh, is currently an assistant coach at Grandview. Um, in two, 2014, Danny was a state champion at Davenport Assumption as well, and uh, then was an All-American, uh, National Junior College All-American, and completed his career at Iowa State. I believe this to be true. Pete and Danny Bush uh, are the only father-son combination of state champs at, ever in Davenport Assumption history. So that's, that's a pretty cool thing going on there. So guys, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, a little, something a little new, you notice I'm not here alone. Um, I've got uh, my sons here. So I've got, uh, in honor of Father's Day, uh, Bradley Hill and, uh, and Connor Hill are my sons. They both wrestle uh, in the Bettendorf program. Bradley's going to be a junior this upcoming year, and, and Connor's going into fifth grade. So guys, say hi. Say hi to everybody. <laughs> and, uh, and then Jay has uh, his son as well. Keaton Zymet is going to be a senior at um, Central DeWitt High School. So Keaton, say, if you could say hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, I want to start off by asking Keaton and Bradley uh, if they could tell us what your favorite memory is of wrestling um, involving your dad. Uh, mine would probably just be after winning uh, the state semis in my just fourth grade. It was something small, just by jumping in my dad's arms, celebrating a little bit. That was a cool one. How about uh, you? My, oh, sorry. Uh, my favorite memory, I'd say, would be after practice, like Tuesday, Thursday night, like just that car ride home with my dad when I was younger, we'd talk, we'd mess around and just have loads of fun. Nice. That's awesome. Connor, do you have a favorite memory, a favorite wrestling memory with your dad? You don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bradley and Keaton uh, each have a question for you guys. If, if you don't mind, go ahead and go, Bradley. Uh, my question would be for Danny. Uh, what was it like wrestling under your dad your entire uh, high school career? It, um, that was all I ever knew. So, I mean, like, he was my coach growing up um, to where that's I was just used to it um, by the time I got to high school. So, it was just pretty much routine. I, uh, I started going to high school practices when I was in seventh grade. And, uh, and yeah, I was comfortable by the time I got to high school. And uh, we, we had a good, uh, good relationship, father, son. And uh, I was able to look at him as a coach as well. Um, but – it um he didn't uh I, w I wouldn't say he was he didn't favor me which was which was a good thing uh, but more than anything um yeah we had a good uh good relationship with um when when we went home uh, it still I still was able to have a father son relationship so thank you uh, my question uh we'll start off hi coach Danny and Pete uh also happy Father's Day Pete 
And my question is, I once had to fire my dad for my corner. And uh, it, it was when I was a kid, but uh, there was a time where I had to fire him. Was there ever a time where you had to ask your dad to step out of your corner, Danny? Oh no, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure he wanted to step out of my my corner himself. <laughs> I um, yeah, there was a lot. Of, there were some times I'm sure I was irritated with him. I remember one time uh, at uh, the Bendorf by State, I was wrestling the semis, uh, and I'm wrestling Travis Willers, and it's it's an overtime zero zero and uh, no points, and it get I get the coin flip. And I, I said, I'm going top. And he's like, no, you're going down. And I, I'm a top guy. And I am I bet nine times out of ten I'm probably favored, favored in that one. Um, but he said, no, you're going down. And I was – I got rode out, lost the match. And, uh, and he's like, well, you'll learn to get out next time. <laughs> <laughs> I, re I remember that, actually. And, and, I mean, if you're really going to talk about the almighty win – um, yeah, we're talking about the bi-state here, and it's always about trying to get better for high school. And, it, you know, I try, that's what I try to instill in not only Danny, but the kids is, um, you know, even with the AAU stuff, it's nice to win those things. But you're always just preparing for high school because that's where it's really documented. And, yeah, I cost him a match, that's for sure. I remember like it was yesterday, and I'm sure he probably would have beat Willers and Willers was really good, but Danny's really good on top and probably would have been able to ride him out. And that was the last period, too. So I did screw that up on the win column, that's for sure. Yeah, it's all about the big is charged. Uh, I would guess, Danny and Pete, that Bradley would tell you. I know I remember all of them. How many times growing up I would tell him, go down, go down, and then he'd get pinned. Finally, I was like, I'm not making him get pinned anymore. He can go neutral. If he wants to go neutral, he can go neutral. I felt responsible for that. I know it, I was trying to do the same thing, but I don't know if he always appreciated that growing up. It's a good learn. It's a good thing to learn for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was unheard of for anybody not to go down back in my era. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we just felt we were giving away points. Um, you know, if we didn't pick down, quite frankly, um, and so you'll see a lot more people going neutral all the time because, and I think that's what was one of the things about assumption is is we concentrated on the mat and that probably because we didn't have really the athletes but we were able to generate good mat wrestlers and i always say to the kids hey you've got to take a guy down uh four times to get a five-point lead or the, otherwise you can take him down once and get you know three back points and then you got that five-point lead i was trying to always look at doing things easier quite frankly yeah that makes sense for yeah. sure learn from that <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we'll send our boys off. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Good seeing you guys. Good luck next year. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. You won many state championships at Assumption. Do you, do you remember? Do you guys remember the numbers by chance? Or I mean, it was. Um, I think we're currently at uh, fourteen total state championships. Wow. Team championships. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, duels. What are we, Dan? He knows this stuff better than I. I think we're at nine state championships. Duels and five uh, traditional. Okay. King had, King had seven. I had seven. Um, I had one more dual championship. He had one more traditional. Gotcha. Gotcha. One of the things, and I hope really soon we can stop asking this question, but our world is so crazy right now. Um, what have you guys been doing recently in these crazy times? 
Danny, go ahead. All right. Um, just since the room wasn't open at Grandview for a while and um, just things were crazy, no sports and everything, I've, I've actually started reading, doing uh, doing a bunch of other things, just preparing to go back to school. I'm going to Grandview uh, uh, for my to go get my master's uh, for sports management. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually pretty crazy times. I actually got my books and everything and started preparing. So it's um, – it's totally um, on It's different times. So yeah, I've been kind of getting into golf myself. Yeah. Uh, we, my wife and I, just uh, moved from a house to a condominium, uh, which is fairly fairly close to a golf course that we belong to. And uh, uh, for really this this year specifically, we've been playing four or five times um, a week. Uh, obviously, with when this all started, you know, we were quarantined because we were down in uh, spring break down in Florida. We were quarantined for a week. And really, my wife doesn't work, so she's quarantined all the time. But I'm able to come in here and um, get the morning for the most part, maybe come in for an hour in the afternoon. And that's probably still what I do right now anyway, because it's pretty slow. I'm in the residential uh, home building uh, business, and it's pretty slow right now. So it kind of uh, frees up a lot of time to, to go do that. I am, I am kind of missing um, getting in the restroom. I still I like to help some kids, but, um, but that's going to come in short order. Uh, yeah, I saw whether everything's going to be at full capacity now. So yeah. I'm excited to get back to normality. Sure. Next, uh, next question I got, uh, this one's going to be directed towards you, Pete, because, uh, uh, after that, we got one uh, uh, for Danny as well. But uh, tell us about your start in wrestling. How did you get started, and, and how old were you before you got introduced to, to, to the sport? Yeah, I um, I came from a football family. My dad played uh, football at Notre Dame. And my oldest brother, I had four older brothers. And my oldest brother went out for basketball at Assumption as a freshman and got cut. And um, so my dad was not going to have him just sitting around, and he sure wasn't going to rely him in on to lift weights on his own. So we made him go out for wrestling, and it turned out my brother was pretty decent. He qualified for state eventually, um, and my, all all my brothers be, before me all wrestled as well. I played basketball till I was in eighth grade, but I started wrestling in seventh grade simply to improve my football. I think wrestling is something you've got to be unique if you like it right off the bat. Quite frankly, my son Danny is one of those guys. He's always enjoyed the sport um, far more than I ever did, quite frankly. He has a real passion for it. I do as a coach, but as a competitor, I wasn't so passionate about it, but I knew uh, I was going to help my football. So I started in seventh grade, and uh, when it came to uh, freshman year, it was pretty obvious I was still going to wrestle. I wrestled on the Bettner middle school team as a seventh and eighth grader. So I had great instruction by Coach McCutcheon and Coach Glenn and um, continued that at a Davenport Assumption. I uh, was pretty successful. Then my record as a freshman, I was like 30 and 0. And then I got into the varsity and I was 17 and 10 my senior year, or I mean my sophomore year. And then I started lifting weights. And once I started lifting weights, my whole my whole wrestling career completely changed, and I ended up losing the state finals in the last match my junior year against Mike Mann, who ended up going to Iowa State, and then I won it my senior year. Um, 
So I was very thankful that my dad actually made me go um, uh, into the sport of wrestling. It's not, a, it's not an easy sport to love. You gotta be a special human being, like I said, Danny is. Um, but I can tell you right now, I wouldn't be the person I am today or the coach I was or the person I would have married without going out for wrestling and getting all those fine qualities that you can use through life. That's, yeah, that's a great summary. Um, so Danny, um, obviously you, you would have had a little different situation. Your dad was obviously a super successful wrestler and coach. Um, can you tell us kind of about how you got started? Yeah, I, um, so originally I started, I started going to practices, uh, I believe my fourth grade year for Rising Knights Wrestling. Uh, yeah, with my dad, it was kind of almost like an expectation to where I'd, I was going to wrestle no matter what, probably. <clears throat> but I happened to um, I happened to draw an interest to it, and, um, and that was a great way to, for me and my dad to have a count have a common interest so we're interested in a bunch of different sports but wrestling in particular we uh i was able to uh ask him a lot of questions and get a lot out of it and um we were able to um have a great experience together there's a little bit more to that story i he had been bugging me see i started in seventh grade so i had him penned in and starting around sixth grade because i i really do feel that wrestling's a hard sport not to get burned out of eventually, you know? Sure. Um, so I didn't really want to start him until sixth grade, but he'd been bothering me since he was in second grade about going out and getting, getting, you know, getting after it and everything. And I, and I held him off for two years, but I just couldn't do it anymore because he's start. So that's when we started. So it was his fourth grade. But. Sure. Sure. And he was, he was hooked. It sounds like for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Did what? So that was actually you. Kind of went into our next question. Was going to be, did you have any reservations about introducing Danny to the sport, or was it was it always sort of in your mind? You he was going to wrestle. It was just a matter of when. Yeah, I mean, I just just knowing Danny and the type of personality he had, I pen. I mean, both my wife is very competitive. She played softball and basketball in high school, but we both thought Danny would be great in wrestling, um, and he'd be a natural, which he really was. He worked really really hard, but he also was. Wrestling came natural. I remember seeing the first tournament I brought him to, which was uh, Pleasant Valley, and he's a very unorthodox wrestler. He's always been known as unorthodox, but that started from the the first match I saw him wrestle in this first tournament. He was always really good on top, and he could really hold people down, and uh, that is what probably catapulted him into a state champion and also a Division One wrestler. You know. Uh... Uh, it's funny you mentioned, I, I remember the uh, first time I saw Danny, I think it was like in sixth grade maybe at Young Guns, and this back in the old days when we sat on the floor on the mats along the wall. And, uh, and Eric would let you come in. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you just led right into my story here, Pete, because <laughs> I don't know why, but I got kicked out of that room probably more than anyone, but I'd be sitting next to Pete uh, when we were watching Danny and my son Russell, and and you know pete has a little bit of a cauliflower ear so i, I you know i'm working on a job site he talks a little louder than what i do and we we often would get kicked out for talking too loud or talking during instruction and and i'd be sitting next to pete and he'd be telling me great stories i love the stories but he talked really loud and eric would look over at us and yell at us all the time oh i would always get kicked out and one day he goes oh why, why are you getting so nervous i go well, you're a fellow Iowa brother and you know, a national champion. 
I'm just some podunk dad from DeWitt, Iowa, and he keeps booting me out. So I said, I'll talk to you after a while uh, on that beat. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I, I do talk loud, that's for sure. <laughs> I have a little hard of hearing, so that has something to do with it. Well, they're good stories, though, but they, and it was worth uh, being kicked out. So, yeah, <laughs> hey, Danny. Um, so, what what are some pros and cons of having your dad in your corner from you know from a youth all the way to when you graduate and won your state championship? Just uh, looking at him as a coach. Sometimes, you know, when you're upset and uh, some things, not uh, if you can't. If you don't keep your composure, which I was able to keep my composure more times, more times than not, uh, but if I lost my composure, I, I had to, uh, I had to hear it after the match, uh, and and when I went home. So that would be uh, that'd be the negative part, and uh, positive part was he knew me, uh, he knew my wrestling more than than anybody, like. Uh, and uh, just just from knowing my style, and uh, whether we when we went home, we, he'd he'd be able to talk to me about wrestling, or um, even the car ride. Just just knowing positions, he could tell me uh, what to do, and I'd be able to, to it'd be able to translate on the mat. So there's no escape. There's no escape when your dad's the coach. He's you're going home with him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Pete, what was your relationship with your father, um, around the sport? Did, was he, was he involved, uh, a lot as, as when you were competing? Um, no, he wasn't. He was actually a boxer. He wasn't a wrestler, but he really, and I, and I said earlier in this interview, he was a, he, we were a football family. He was a football guy and that was always the case, but he had an affinity for wrestling that superseded his, his love for football. He just loved the sport. He saw what wrestling can do for people and literally mold them into something completely different from what they once were. And then what I mean by that, all the good stuff, not becoming worse, but becoming better, more accountable, hardworking, disciplined, uh, passionate. Um, all, these, all these characteristics he saw being developed within his, his boys. And it wasn't having to be with just his dad doing it. He had the luxury of having these wrestling coach helping us grow up as we, as we did as well. And going back to Danny's, um, you know, uh, me as his coach, I mean, it's a, it's a curse and it's a blessing at the same time. Um, I know there were times where Danny needed his distance from me and I tried to, I tried to recognize it. And sometimes I did a better job than others. Um, so I'm sure it was very difficult for Daniel because I, my dad wasn't the coach. Anytime my dad got, you know, to talk to me about wrestling and give, give me his advice, knowing that he never wrestled before, he didn't really have the authority in my world to even tell me. So I kind of shut him down, just like sometimes these kids do it to us these days. But that's what I did to my dad one time. I remember it was the junior nationals, now it's at Fargo. This is my senior year, and I won by seven points in the semifinals to get to the finals. And my dad came up and got in my face for not winning by enough points. It's the only time he's ever done that to me in my whole life. And I gave him a, an earful and, and he never did it again. But that was the only negative experience. I think it was just more my, ner my dad's nerves that kind of took over because 
my goal was to win the thing. And, um, and my dad was just all caught up in doing that a little crazy. He actually did it in front of Mark Trezino. Both of, he and I had signed with Iowa and we were sitting there talking and he came up and just kind of went nuts. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're a boxer. You're not a wrestler. Please, just you don't know what you're talking about. And I kind of shut him down. But that's really the only negative uh, experience that I can recall with my dad. Hey, uh, next question I got is for Danny. Um, Danny, I read an incredible article about, uh, um, like most athletes, we got setbacks from time to time. And early in your collegiate career, you had a couple setbacks. Uh, you came back home and kind of reset and rebound, you know, to rebound and get back on your feet, which was an incredible feat by itself. Um, what was the advice that your mom and dad gave to you um, just to kind of get the ball rolling and get you back on track where you needed to be? Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that they gave me like certain advice, but I'd, I'd say just being at home, maturing more. Um, I wasn't just get, getting away from home uh, at first. It's a it's a different experience, and um, obviously I made my mistakes. Um, and everyone makes mistakes. Would I, uh, do I wish I, I didn't make those mistakes? Um, not really right now because I'm a lot better person from those mistakes. If I didn't have those experiences, then I wouldn't be the person I am today. Um, although, although it cost me with, uh, years of my wrestling and years of my life, but I feel like I'm a lot better person from those mistakes. Um, so yeah, just, just, I guess, um, not just giving yourself or being more, uh, more mature, I guess, uh, every, every day, um, knowing, knowing that every day you have to have a purpose and, uh, whether it's school, um, doing daily tasks, making your bed, doing just regular daily, daily activities and doing all the right things. But yeah, I, I love that answer, Danny. And and for all of our wrestlers out there listening, there is going to be a setback, whether it's, you know, with the wrestling, whether it's going to be personal, whatever it's going to be. And I think that wrestling wrestling mentality and, you know, that toughness is, yeah, we're going to have a loss, but reset and then get back on, on the tracks like you did. And, and definitely, I think it made you a better person in the long run because of it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I, I know that everyone sort of matures and learns differently. I'll share with you that uh, after my first year of college, I, I moved back to Davenport and um, I had a 0, 0.0 grade point average after one year with zero credits. So um, I wasn't really ready. Uh, I guess I thought I was, of course, but I wasn't very mature at that point. And we all learn, you know, it makes us who we are. So Exactly. It's, and a lot of it's just about looking in the mirror and taking ownership for, uh, for what you've, uh, the mistakes you've made and how, how you can be, become a better person. Because if you put blame onto other people, then what's that going to do? That's just going to stunt your growth instead of uh, making you move forward to be who you want to be, I guess. Bingo. Yep. Yep. You nailed it, buddy. Um, so Pete, so I, I'm not a coach. I, I've helped coach at the youth level is all, but from time to time, my wife has had to remind me that to be a dad, not a coach. Have you ever had, has your wife ever had to have that kind of a talk with you? <laughs> um, I'm sure she has. Uh, by the way, I have 
told her to be a mom and not a coach too. So again, <laughs> she's very she's very competitive, and I'm I'm so proud of Danny to uh, to be, be able to endure the advice that uh, his mother and myself have constantly given him through his whole life. Um, I'm sure it was a source of big frustration a lot of times, but again, to echo what Danny said, um, he learns from those uh, negative experiences and he makes these adjustments. They're not gonna be overnight adjustments. We all do it, we all do it. I mean, I don't even wanna tell you what my grade point was at Iowa, but I was there to wrestle, you know, and I stayed eligible and barely, but, but I had different, uh, I had different goals. You know, I told my parents, I'd go to them and they gave me a tongue lashing after they saw my report card. I said, I'm there to wrestle. I'll stay eligible and I'll get my MBA afterward. I got this much window of opportunity to see what I could do athletically on a wrestling mat. And that's what I did. I stayed eligible, got done with my eligibility, um, and then eventually got my, uh, my MBA, my graduate degree. So, um, uh, you know, it's not going to be, you can't become who you want to be overnight. It's got to be just like a good wrestler. It's got to be preparation constantly, every day. Like we were talking about Keegan and, uh, and, and uh, Bradley. Um, they can't take their eye off the ball. They don't have to go and burn themselves out here in June. Uh, but they got to keep their eye on the ball and always know that uh, they did enough to become state champions, which they're both obviously very capable of becoming. I know uh, Bradley's a little younger, but, um, but uh, Keegan, he's definitely right on the right track and has been really the whole, the whole high school year. My whole thing is one more, I get on my pedestal there. The point is, is you have to take your experiences from your past practices to encourage that confidence that you're gonna need, knowing that you're the guy that should be winning the state championship. That's what happened to me. No coach was gonna tell me that I needed to be confident. The real true confidence to win championships have to come between that athlete's ears and nobody else. And that's why you gotta work hard and get in the wrestling room when it's 100 degrees and work for an hour and a half or what have you, or an hour, and just have that memory for when you step on the mat, come state finals and know your opponent never was doing that. They were at, they were at the pool or whatever they were doing at that time. Excellent. And, and I love hearing that. Sorry, Jay, I'm walking on you. I was just going to say, I like hearing that from you, Pete, especially knowing the, uh, the coaching accolades you've had. Um, I'll have to look it up, but you've had so many state title, you know, state championship wrestlers wrestle under you. So this is a guy who knows what he's talking about. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And Pete, uh, perfect lead into our next question I have for you. But um, there's moments in, like, for me, in my wrestling uh, as a dad in career that you'll never forget. And one of them was uh, that final high school match with Danny when he won the state championship. And it was just like the perfect closure to a chapter. You know, I see him do the victory jump, you know, into, into your arms. And uh, yeah, I had tears in my eyes at that point in time. Uh, can each one of you guys uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, that abbreviated time from, you know, when they raised your hand, Danny, or when you knew you'd clinched that championship to, uh, you know, the victory jump into dad's arms afterwards? Like my dad said, it was, uh, it, 
I felt like I, I I won the state championship before the match, though. Like it, everything, it, it's about volume. It all leads up to it. You have to be in the room um, countless times to where it, it just instills that championship lifestyle. You have to um, do all the right things in the off season to where you come in with confidence. Um, and I believe that. So right right when I right when I lost um, in the blood round my junior year. I wrote down my goals and uh, one of my goals was to be a state champion. And, and um, but yeah, I just, I would write down my goals and do, I, would, I didn't take a day off at all. I, um, I, I knew what my purpose was and uh, I attacked it. I, um, I was able to just keep going every, every single day, try to make the most out of it and um, yeah, get something out of it. And so when I, so I believe that I won the state championship before I, I wrestled that match going to the state tournament. I was confident because I put in the work. Um, but when I going into the match, I knew I wrestled that match more than, uh, more than one time, whether it was my dreams, um, uh, whether going to, before I went to sleep, uh, at, pra- at practice, I envisioned it. Um, but <laughs> When I got on top, I remember I was up 8-0, um, and I'm looking at the clock. There's 20, 20 seconds left, and and I was just, I just stared at the clock because I, I knew I knew it was going to happen. And um, as clocks ticking down, I, I knew this was the time that I was going to experience uh, be able to embrace my dad with it, and. Um, it was an awesome experience. Obviously, we both uh, we both probably envisioned that throughout our whole life. So, and it was awesome too, especially since he he was inducted to the Hall of Fame that night as well. So, but yeah, it was um, a lot of it's a lot of it's before before the tournament that you, that you can become a state champion. That's great, and you guys won that year the traditional, the dual. And you won your state champion. And then your dad was inducted as well. Yep. Wow. What a what a weekend of wrestling. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, that was 2014, and um, my my feelings going into the match, truthfully, like Daniel, I I had no doubt that he was going to win. He had, and I wasn't cognizant. I mean, I was cognizant of it, but I it wasn't one of my I hope happens, but it did that. It just so did happen. And he didn't get scored on in sectionals, at districts, or at the state tournament. No one scored a point on him. And in today's wrestling, you don't see that because a lot of people like to go neutral and then let him go. So um, Danny was able to, you know, and so that goes back to, and of course, his namesake was Dan Gable. And, um, and uh, you know, Gable going to Olympics and not being scored on and stuff. I just thought that was a cool parallel. But when he won it, it was, it was almost relief in my world because uh, I knew he was going to do it. He just had to go out there and get it done, and that's what he did the whole season. He, he was a, he was a different, he was a different wrestler mentally uh, compared to his junior year. Physically, I mean, he did all the right things, and he believed in his training, and and that's what created that championship. It was all his efforts and hard work. That was awesome. I didn't realize he never he he was not scored on that whole tournament. Or sectionals or districts. No, that's, that makes the story even better. I didn't. I didn't know that. 
And Danny, do you know who was it in the finals? I remember the singlet, but I can't remember who you wrestled with school. Zach Johnston from ADM. That's what. Yep. Yeah, what a night. That's incredible. <clears throat> so we we you actually you both have touched on this a little bit, but um wanted to ask how how has wrestling made you a better person off the mat? Uh I'm able to deal with I'm able to deal with failures like a, a lot better than um the normal person I would say since uh wrestling you de- you deal with adversity a lot more you have a lot more failures or um letdowns than you do uh successes I mean of course uh you can win a youth tournament or stuff like that that happens but I didn't win many college tournaments, that's for sure. Like, college tournaments, everyone's training for, for that stuff. But in the end, of, in the end goal, it's it just, uh, yeah, just being able to deal with your failures and being able to, being able to fail forward. Um, a lot of people do not like uh, – every. a lot of people just think of failure as a, as a bad thing, but I've, I've been able to accept it. It's uh, no one's perfect. and. Uh, and once you once you accept that, then life's gonna get a whole lot better. Um, in my in my opinion, everyone's trying to be perfect. Every, as long as you're trying to become a better person each day, then life's only gonna get easier. So, yeah. I'm I would that. say what I've uh, learned, kind of uh, piggyback Danny's, uh, is is the uh, dealing with uh, disappointment. I don't say failure, honestly, and I never really did as a coach because I think these kids put enough pressure on themselves. Failure seems a little bit much. I always say disappointments because uh, um, just, you know, I I just remember when Gable lost his senior year at Iowa State, I think think it was Des Moines Register said Gable fails. And really, I'd love to have a, a career that failed like that to be honest with you and that's what it that's what it literally looked like um but you know the stories about Gable that propelled him into his Olympic success and his international success was that loss along with the murder of his of his sister but at any way at any rate um wrestling is just not one aspect that I can say that um, has helped me as a as a, a boy and a man uh, there's just so many things, but mostly probably the discipline of how to uh, accept responsibility, how to say you're sorry when, you, when you're wrong. I think that's a dying commodity these days. Other people think it's a weakness to say you're sorry. I think it's a strength. Uh, I think it's a strength to say I was wrong. Um, uh, that's what I try to tell these wrestlers when I did coach. Um, that's a sign of strength, not a weakness. I must be very strong, Ben, because my wife tells me I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> uh, we married the same girl. No, I, <laughs> I really like uh, I, I like your your idea that it's not failure; it's disappointment. I've I kind of like the quote too. You never fail until you quit, right? Like, you, we, we none of us ever get what we want right away. But, but if we don't give up, you know, you can end up getting where you want to be. So yeah, I did like Danny's. Fail forward. I've never heard that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah I, I, that that I wrote, that, that, uh, that uh, smooths out the edges for the word fail. You know, <laughs> I, I wrote that down. I'm gonna steal that one from you, Danny. Yeah, I like that too. Thank you. 
All right. Coach Carr actually, um, yeah, every Wednesday he would have uh, weekly, uh, he'd call it um, his mind talks, his mind gym, um, and that's where I got that from. So, yeah, Coach uh, Coach Nate Carr, smart guy, great wrestling man. Yeah, love it. I'm going to take that one. All right, so this is kind of a different question, but if you could go back in time, and this is for both of you guys, uh, and give yourself, your younger you, uh, any advice, what would that be uh, in relation to wrestling or anything? It can be um, going back in time and about, you know, time frame, you know, were you 16, were you in college, were you, you know, five minutes ago when you – when you uh, did something to anger your wife, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Rob, uh, yeah, yeah. What, do you, what would you get your answer be for that? If you could go back in time and uh, give yourself some advice. Uh, for me, it would be have more confidence in my abilities. I struggle with, uh, I struggle with confidence. My literally, but for my junior year in college, postseason, I struggled with confidence my whole career. Um, why I did, I don't know. Um, I know it would have helped if I would have had somebody telling me how good I was because I was up at Iowa. We won the national championship as a team every year. I had the Bannocks as my partners. Those are the toughest people you can wrestle in the whole country every single day. And for some reason, I still question my abilities. Um, uh, the only time that I was free of those concerns was my junior year. Uh, and at Big Tens and Nationals, that's the year I won it. And my senior year at Big Tens, I had no doubt uh, I was going to win that too. And, and I wrestled my best in an Iowa uniform, those three events that I just mentioned. For whatever reason, I went to the National Finals my senior year, National, not Finals, but National Tournament, questioning my abilities. And that was the only reason I was, my dis bad disappointment happened. If I would have just believed, what I coached um, the Assumption kids with, my senior year would have been a different, it would have been a different result, but uh, I just never, never was able to be free of those concerns for some reason. If I thought like I do today, I don't think it would have been an issue. How about you, Danny? I would, I would say um, don't take it, uh, don't take it as, as serious. Don't take, I mean, don't take um, going back to the fail forward part. Like I didn't ever, um, I never was able to develop on my feet until I got to probably my senior year of college um, or junior senior year of college, which that's, I don't know, 13, 14 years into my wrestling career. I didn't, I never learned how to wrestle on my feet until I, really gave myself the opportunity to fail on, uh, from taking a poor shot or so just being able to, uh, just try to grow that just, if you don't, if you get scored on the practice room, who cares? It, like no one's seen that. What is your buddy going to mess with you in the hall? Like who, who cares? As long as you're, if you're able to score out there, uh, during the big show or out in just any tournament, I mean, that's all it matters. Just trying to trying to get better every day, and uh, don't care what anyone else thinks. As long as you have a purpose, um, just do not uh, don't 
don't care. Just, just keep working hard. Can you guys give advice maybe to a father-son type uh, relationship for the, for the younger wrestlers and their dads uh, listening? I guess, Pete, I'll ask if you could give some advice to the dads and Danny maybe, maybe uh, for the wrestlers. Um, I, I would say, and I, I literally, despite what I've said up to this point, I do feel that I didn't pressure Danny uh, in any way. He might have taken it as pressure. I don't know. He can answer that. But I, I know that I was there because I love him and I wanted him. And I've said this to all my wrestlers. You're going to go into such a hard sport. It's completely ridiculous if you're not going to give it 100%. Because the worst thing you want to do is work, 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 and not get that hand raised. So if you're going to do this, and I've seen most anybody who decides to be good, regardless of athletic ability, if they decide to be good, if they put the time in, they will see success. Whether they become a state champ, not necessarily, but the objective is to be the best wrestler God intended you to be. And that means that um, the parent, Danny and I's relationship is different because I had some credentials behind me and I also was a coach. But as a parent, especially if you didn't really wrestle ever, you need to, uh, you need to hand them over to the coach and let the coach talk and just be there for your son or daughter um, at dinner time or whatever if they want to talk about it. Of course, as a curious parent, you're going to ask how practice went. Let them go as far as they want. Let them have their um, step away from the mat and let them enjoy being kids. Yeah, I would say just being more uh, – tr try to take in it, take in it as advice um... – better i guess um i know you want the best for me um uh, and it's it's tough you know um because it's because obviously you have to look at him as as a coach and a dad and uh and obviously you might not be able to see that at a point especially in high school to where you're you are just try you're trying to figure your own life out and you're you're think you're thinking that that your parent might might be coming down on you, but no, they just want the best for you. You have to uh, be receptive to their advice and uh, being able to deal with uh, them saying that you should be doing this instead of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, with with me starting wrestling, no, my dad never never made me wrestle, like uh, for sure. Like he said, it was kind of just more of an expectation from. Um, from the naysayers just from people people saying that like are you gonna wrestle or I, mean, I don't know i'm in third or fourth grade sure i guess i'll wrestle but <laughs> but no i um yeah i would say just be more receptive to uh to the advice and um yeah i mean a lot of people would say gee uh i get to you know danny gets to be coached by his dad but but again, that's a blessing and a curse because it's so much more complicated because I am his coach. I can't be his parent sometime, or I can't be his parent because I'm his coach. So there's just a balance there that Danny and I tried to figure out during the course of his high school. Years. Right. Yep. Incredible, incredible message. I think, uh, and I hope a lot of our listeners are, are learning from this because um, I've 
taken away so much from it. But uh, hey, we're done with the hard part of the interview. Let's uh, let's start with what we call sudden death overtime questions. See, I uh, think that's. I think this is the hard part, if you ask me. Is this the hard part here? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll lead off the first question here, and uh, I don't know. What do you think, Rob? Have them both answer, or just take I turns? I think both of them. I think both. All right. I like that idea. So, um, guys, uh, we'll start with uh, uh, the elder Bush first, and then go to go to Danny. But if you could be any superhero, who would it be? I, Superman, of course. I just that'd be that's a no brainer for me. I never got the whole Batman thing myself, but anyway, it would be Superman. I would say Iron Man. Um, I'm a big fan of. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Obviously, he had uh, he had setbacks, and uh, just that's that's kind of that's one person who I'd say I look up to because he had setbacks, and he ended up uh, getting getting back on the horse, and uh, always always pushing forward, and um, just kind of uh, getting out of his own way. That was a that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that. Most of it's our own uh, our own doing, and once you get out of the way, a lot of things in life just gets easier. Both great answers, great answers. Um, longest live go. This is one of my favorite questions because everyone's got a, a good story. Longest live go you remember wrestling against somebody in practice? Who was it, and where was it? I remember this one because it was the off season, the year that I won nationals uh, in two, uh, 1982. I worked out with Dan Gable. It was in the summer, and um, I weighed about 226. That's the heaviest I've ever weighed. At that point, he had, I had never gotten the best of him in a practice ever. Um, he had always just eventually run me down and everything, and where weight didn't make a difference. And I said to myself, I'm going to go this whole practice. I'm, you know, when you're by yourselves, you know, it's not a coach telling you one of the two is going to, I need to take a break or whatever. And we had three goes. We went an hour and 40 minutes. Um, and probably the longest was a 45 minute go. And, um, and uh, Gable said, uh, okay, let's take a break every time. So that's the one and only time I did it. But that was my goal that day. And of course, I was heavy as I've ever been. So I felt that uh, that was a success that day. Nice. He'll deny it, but it's true. So. <laughs> For me, um, it'd be my second day at Iowa State. I um, Coach Dresser wasn't there. Uh, Mike Zadick was running practice. <laughs> so Mike Zadick, he's kind of an extremist. So he had us go an hour ago, and I had a good first day of practice. So Kyvin comes up to me, and he's like, Hey, we're going tomorrow. I'm like, just just pretty much trying to humble me. And yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about wrestling Kyvin Gadsden is uh it's not about wrestling live with him that gets you. Once you drill with him, he just takes the energy out of you. And then and I had to wrestle an hour with him. It was <laughs> that was a long hour. Hey Danny, did you ever try grabbing Zadik by the beard when you wrestled him? No, no, no. You're smarter than that. <laughs> he valued his life. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, favorite wrestling movie? 
Um, Vision Quest. I'd say Vision Quest. But then there's another one. What's that movie with the Pennsylvania kid? And uh, he's a he's a blonde-haired kid. What's that called again? I know you're talking about. Um, I like that. Take Downs and Falls. You talking about? What is it? You're talking about Take Downs and Falls with. No, uh, this is actually a. Win-win. Humani's in it. He's the. Win-win. Yeah, win-win. Yeah, I like that. that. Those two are my favorite movies. That that was the first person that's picked my movie ever. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like win-win. <laughs> Jay's been dying to hear somebody say win-win. So it it is. It's a good one. What's your guys' favorite food? And now we're finally able to go back to restaurants. Where do you recommend that people should go out to eat? I would say, um, I'd say wings. And, uh, and one of my favorite restaurants in the Quad Cities is, um, it's, um, the filling station. Love their wings, yes. Yeah, I love I love the filling station. Their burgers are really good too. Yeah, big fan. I'm a kind of cross between. I like Italian and I like Mexican food. Um, so that's my favorite food. And um, uh, two places I'd like to recommend that'd be Jersey Grill. They got great burgers, and the Tangled Wood. They have really good club sandwiches. Great places, love it. Love it. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, favorite wrestling match of all time? Well, mine would be, uh, and I, I don't know, I know it's out there on film somewhere, but I was a senior in high school and Big Tens were at Iowa, and I watched uh, Mark Shirella against Mike Deanna. It was a 16 14 match. Shirella was a two time national champ when he wrestled him going for his third, but it was only in the Big Ten finals. And Deanna beat him 16 to 14 in overtime. And again, uh, I was uh, planning on going to Iowa anyway. It was a, you know, packed, packed uh, field house, not Carver Arena. And it was just the craziest, great, greatest match I've ever seen. Um, it's, I forget what, I forget who, who's Addicts Wrestling. It's at National Duels. Uh, guys from Oklahoma. Um, ended up making the Olympic team, but no, 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 no. It's end up. Yeah. The guys from Oklahoma, I, I'll think that probably right after this too. Zach's down 12 0 end of the first period comes back, beats them all takedowns. Man. Wow. That's killer. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Uh, who, who would you guys say is the greatest U S Olympic wrestler? Of all time, I think it's Pat Pat Smith. Is who I would say. It was Freyer, Jared Freyer. That's Jared who he was. Okay. Yep. All right. But um, I mean, I'm I'm just going with uh, recency bias. I'm gonna say JB, just because uh, that's that's the best I've seen since being alive. So you're gonna be able to take Dave this time? I like. I hope so, man. I uh, I want to see JB get one more. Go out, go out smelling roses for sure. Okay, easier question for you guys. Vanilla or chocolate ice cream? Chocolate. Uh, vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we didn't talk much about anything uh, really stylistically, but um, in terms of freestyle, Greco, folk style, what's your guys' favorite wrestling style? I'd say folk style because I'm a top guy. I was able to uh, – 
I, and I never really wrestled freestyle or Greco. Um, I just, during the off season, I would just wrestle top, top wrestling and just work on, um, work on getting comfortable, uh, just riding people. And, uh, that was my strong, that was my best position. So, um, as a competitor, when I, when I competed, I was better and it was my favorite, uh, was freestyle. I was better at that also, but with the rule changes and everything else, quite frankly, and I watch a lot of wrestling, uh, the freestyle wrestling to me, I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, so I'd have to say folk style in today's world, just because the rules make sense and you can see why a certain, there's times where a guy gets his hand raised and I don't even understand why, Yeah, honestly. Um, yeah. But that's how the rules are today. And it's, it's hard to get excitement uh, in that sport when the people that lived it, such as myself, don't even understand it. I know I never really wrestled freestyle. Uh, I wish, you know, looking back, maybe I should have. I definitely should have. But um, I know a lot of times I'll see the, the aggressor, the guy in on a double leg, looking like he's going to get a two. And then, and then, and, and it's not a clear cut, but it's just, oh, I'm going to my back. And he turns his hips and the other guy gets the two. I'm like, what? That he gets is penalized. He gets penalized for being offensive. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's maddening to watch. It really is. I'm with you. I think I, I watched a match just like that the other day. It was uh, Ed Ruth versus, what's the assistant coach at Wisconsin? Is it Reed? John um, Reeder? Reeder? Yes. Yes. And same thing happened. Ruth was in on single multiple times and just kept tilting him, tilting him. But then he got the points taken away. So big controversial win on, on that. But sidebar note. <laughs> There's always controversy. That's the problem. I What I liked about wrestling when I competed is it was not subjective. It's very subjective. Even, even when I look at the collegiate, there's a lot of subjectivity to the refereeing and throwing, throwing the uh, brick out and everything like that. It's just, you know, we thrived. We would, have, we would not have won as many championships if we had that many breaks. You know, we, we thrived on, we were the better trained athlete. We were, we had the, that's how we did it in the United States against Russia. But now, you don't have to be in that great of shape because there's so many breaks along the way. It's not, it's not good for fans or for the yeah. athletes. For that matter. Yeah. Another, too much subjectivity. Another example being Kerry Colat. They made up so many rules because yeah. of, yeah, all the, all the times that he got, he got screwed over from um, in which he should have won. Times. The other thing in the college game now is this hands to the face thing, which I mean, it's it's cost a couple Iowa kids matches over the last couple of years. It's it's crazy. It's too much activity. Yeah, I get it if it's blatant, but yeah. if this is just you combating, which a lot of it, and I noticed that the first year was ridiculous that they were calling it, and it it changed some matches because of it. Seen it called. Uh, seen it called in overtime. Yeah, I mean these kids yeah. are working their tail off. Yeah, and uh, and these referees are making these little calls that are taking these well-deserved wins away from them all right i have a tough one here now pete is it black and gold or scarlet and gold <laughs> that is it why would you do that seriously <laughs> um i am um a kevin dresser fan nate carr fan iowa state fan i'm a brands fan i'm an iowa fan uh i i i, I want and this is what i this is the god's honest truth when i was 
even in college, I said this. I don't care if it's Iowa State, Iowa, or you and I. I just want championship wrestling to stay in the state of Iowa. I don't, I, you know, obviously from Iowa, I'm partial as, as a former participant, but I just want to stay in the state of Iowa. And I said that back when I was in college. Back then, we all got along pretty well, but there was some animosity going on. But I didn't really feel that against the other schools, to be honest with you. I want wrestling to stay, stay in the state of Iowa, championship wrestling. Depends where you're at in the state at that time. If you're, on, if you're near Iowa State, that's, where, that's when you're always telling me Iowa State. <laughs> but if you're on the east side, now you're, now you're saying Iowa. Nice. Yep. <laughs> got it. You know, I, I think uh, I think uh, Pete was making a good run for uh, Mayor Davenport there because that was <laughs> as political as I could see an answer. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, one of my favorite questions we like to end on it is, what is your favorite quote? Well, mine is, the road to success is always under construction. Uh, two reasons. One, uh, my family business is a construction business. And two, uh, no truer words were spoken. Uh, for me as a coach, at least, they asked, okay, how do you, how do you, how are you be, how are you so consistent with your team always being in the postseason doing well? And um, if the blueprint changes every single year with the athletes that you have and you coach, and Gable taught me this, you, you don't coach everybody equally, you coach everybody fairly. You can get on somebody, a certain person, harder than somebody else, because what you ultimately want to do is your words, your advice, you want it to better the person, not, not, not hurt them or tear them down. Um, so it's even in life, every day, you know, I'm 59, trying to get better at things because there's holes still that I got to fill and uh, and just understanding that you're never going to reach that, reach that uh, end of the road. It's always going to be there for you as long as you're motivated to do it. Mine, uh, mine's actually one I just, I just uh, heard. It's you should never look back in life unless it's to see how far you've come. So um, pretty much just to never uh, don't dwell on the past because uh, that's not going to do you any good. As long as you have to take the positive out of every situation to to move forward. Um, what if you're not if you take in a lesson, then you're gonna be a better person from the next uh, from then on. So uh, just um, just improve and uh, and if you do, yeah if you if you if you're able to learn from each mistake, then you'll be such a better person by the time. What a wonderful kid, isn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He's had a very good uh, role model, I think, as well. <laughs> yeah, his mom's, his mom's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ask, Danny, who your, who your toughest coach has ever been. I don't know if that's fair to ask while your dad's on the, on the call. Oh, it's not me. I know that. No? <laughs> He's had some tough coaches. Yeah, I've I, yeah I've been around quite a bit of coaches. I would say uh, my toughest coach probably was Mike Zadek, um, just because like I said he was a, he was kind of an extremist uh, in a way. He'd always he'd always just make us do um, 
do things that no one no one would have us ever do probably but, but the guy um the guy was successful so i mean you got you got to trust him yeah. you got to trust your coaches cuz they they've they've done it they uh they've experienced it and it might may not work for all wrestlers but uh but you have to at least uh i believe that you have to you have to buy in well guys it's been a, a real pleasure talking with you guys you're both uh awesome individuals and uh it, it was really nice hearing a lot about uh your wrestling history and then and your relationship as well thank you for sharing all that with us uh thanks for doing this this is great for the sport of wrestling and quant city wrestling specifically and i will be uh watching uh Ke keaton and uh and bradley next year and best of luck to your kids yes best best of luck to your kids as well thanks for having us it was uh it was a great time all right. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this podcast with your friends. Give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Twitter at QCA Wrestle. And keep an eye out for more QCA Wrestling content coming soon.